Specialty Story, session number 37. Whether you're a pre-med or a medical student, you've answered the calling to become a physician. Soon you'll have to start deciding what type of medicine you'll want to practice. We're here to tell you the stories of specialists from every field to give you the information you need to make sure you make the most informed decision possible when it comes to choosing your specialty. And welcome to Specialty Stories. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray, your host here every week, as well as the host of many other amazing, I think they're amazing, podcasts over at mededmedia.com. That's M-E-D-E-D, media.com. If you're a medical student listening to this and you have a bunch of pre-med friends, go tell them to listen to the pre-med years, the MCAT podcasts, old pre-meds if they're non-traditional, all amazing podcasts. Again, check out everything we have at mededmedia.com. Today, I do not have an interview for you, but I have a deep dive into the match data for dermatology. Now, dermatology is one of the more competitive specialties to match into. Historically, it's been known as the road specialties. You had radiology, orthopedics, anesthesiology, and dermatology. Now, it ebbs and flows every once in a while, but dermatology is still one of the more competitive residencies to apply to as a medical student. So hopefully, as we dive into this data, it gives you an idea of what you should be thinking about, what you should be doing when it comes to charting your journey and just determining how much effort you want to put into getting the best possible board scores and research and whatever else possible to get into dermatology. So let's go ahead and dive in. Now, as always, all of this data comes from the NRMP. It's their data. If you Google NRMP match data and look at results and data for 2017 main residency match, that is the main report that we'll start off with. So again, the results and data 2017 main residency match from NRMP, the, the people behind the match. So I always start off with table one, which is just an overall summary of the match for 2017. Now, it starts off with PGY1 positions, and you look at dermatology, and it says 11 programs, 26 positions. And you're like, holy moly, there's only 26 positions offered? Calm down. There are a lot more dermatology spots offered than that. Dermatology, if you're aware of, is typically one that has a prelim, typically uh, a medicine or transitional or surgery year that you do before you start your dermatology residency. As a medical student, when you are applying to dermatology, you need to apply typically to a dermatology residency, which starts at PGY2, and then you apply for a prelim year, an internship year, which is your PGY1 year at either a, a medicine, surgery, or transitional program. So with that in mind, you can't look at that number and go, only 26 positions. You have to go down to the continuation of table one, and it has a PGY2 positions slot. And then you can see there's 121 programs, 423 positions offered. Now, looking at this chart across the columns, what's interesting to see, 423 positions offered the total number of U.S. seniors applying for those 423 spots is 479. So there are more 
U.S. seniors. And for these purposes, if you're not aware, U.S. seniors for these charts for the NRMP, U.S. seniors equals students who are in an allopathic medicine program, medical school. So an MD program, they are still in school. So U.S. seniors. So there are more MD medical students applying for dermatology spots than there are spots available. All right. Out of those 479 U.S. seniors, 81.8% matched into dermatology. That's a pretty good number. When you look at the rest of the chart, it's a pretty good number to see who's matching in what? 81.8% for dermatology. It's one of the higher numbers around. So if you are a DO student or an international medical grad, your chances are already starting off not that great. All right, so moving down the list to table two, and again, I'm going to skip the PGY1 positions and go straight to PGY2 for this. PGY2 positions, again, 423 positions, 415 were filled on the main match, and we'll look at the supplemental offer and acceptance program. I'm pretty sure all of those are going to be filled through the SOAP program. 346 of those 415 were U.S. seniors. 48 were prior U.S. grads, so prior MD graduates, so those that possibly didn't match their first time around and then reapplied, or maybe they didn't apply to a residency program the first time around because they weren't very competitive and they wanted to go do some research. Maybe they really wanted to go to one specific program, so they went and did some research at that program, reapplied, and got in. Seven were osteopathic students. So less than 2% of the 415 spots filled were osteopathic students, so very, very low. And just to give you an idea, looking at anesthesiology, a PGY1 position for anesthesiology, there were 1,146 spots. 164 went to osteopathic students. So over 14% for anesthesiology, but less than 2% for dermatology. So still possibly some, some bias there in the, in the dermatology world for DOs. Three were U.S. IMGs, so U.S. citizens that went to a foreign or international medical school, and 11 were non-U.S. seniors that um, went to an international medical school, non-U.S. citizens that went to an international medical school. So high numbers for U.S. seniors, good numbers for U.S. grads, not good numbers for osteopathic students, terrible numbers for U.S. international medical graduates and pretty bad numbers for non-U.S. citizen international medical graduates. One of the tables that I love to look at is table three, which shows how much growth there is in the world of dermatology or whatever specialty you're looking at. So again, looking at PGY2 positions, dermatology year over year from 2013 to 2017 has been growing and growing and growing. 13.3% in 2013. 2017, there was a 15.8% year-over-year growth. 399 spots in 2016. 423 in 2017. 
So there are more and more programs opening up for dermatology, which is good for you if you are interested in dermatology. Now, looking down around figure six, I skipped some of the tables that I normally talk about because a lot of the tables only cover PGY1 positions, whereas dermatology here, most of the data is under the PGY2 positions. So we're going to skip ahead, go to figure six, which looks at unmatched U.S. seniors and independent applicants ranking all the different specialties. And you can see the dermatology ranked up there second highest for all of the programs with 33.8% total unmatched. The majority of that are the independent applicants, so outside of the U.S. seniors, and those were 47.3%, so almost half of the applicants applying independently, so again, outside of U.S. seniors, so these are going to be the IMGs, osteopathic students, I'm not sure, I'm assuming that the U.S. grads are also included here as well. 47.3% unmatched. U.S. seniors that went unmatched, 13.8%. And at a quick glance, that's third highest, it looks like, behind plastic surgery and orthopedic surgery. So very, very competitive dermatology is. All right, so looking at table 18, we start to look at the SOAP process, so Supplemental Offer and Acceptance Program, previously known as Scramble. And looking at PGY2 positions, Dermatology had four positions available, and all four were filled. Not surprising. All right, so moving on to charting outcomes in the match. Again, this is from NRMP. Looking at charting outcomes in the match for 2016, going down to chart four, Chart 4 is one of the most telling charts when it comes to residency matching. When you match or apply to match, it depends on what programs you are applying to and a lot depends on how many programs you are ranking. Remember, it's a big algorithm that matches you to programs. So you submit a rank list, schools submit a rank list, and the magic happens. Now, when you look at those who matched in dermatology, the median number of contiguous ranks, meaning the student that matched put dermatology program, dermatology program, dermatology program, dermatology program eight times in a row, that student matched. That was the median number of contiguous ranks for those that matched. Those who did not match, it was only three. So if you are much more selective when it comes to matching the programs that you are applying to, the programs that you are interviewing at, or you are not a competitive applicant and therefore you didn't interview at a lot of programs and therefore you couldn't select a lot of programs to, to actually match to, then you have a much lower chance of matching. A lot of it comes down to how many programs you rank. It's just a numbers game. You apply to more medical schools, your chance goes up. You apply to more residency programs, your chance goes up. Guess what? Next up, fellowship programs. And you know what? The math still works. Your chances go up. Now, chart five is interesting because it dives into the mean number of different specialties ranked. And typically, I've always said that 
If you want dermatology, then apply to dermatology programs. If you have a plan B, you're less likely to succeed in your plan A. There's just a lot of psychology research that shows that's true. But the data here shows that dermatology, those who matched, applied to a mean number of 2.2 different specialties, and those who didn't match, 2.3. So the numbers aren't very off. And I wonder if this is skewed because in dermatology, you have to apply to a categorical or or prelim year. And I wonder if that data is being included in this. It doesn't mention anything in the graph data, but I wonder if that's why the numbers are so high for this, 2.2. It's much, much, much higher than everything else except for uh, radiation oncology as far as U.S. um, allopathic seniors who matched with that high of a number of programs. So it's very interesting. So looking at table DM1 and DM for dermatology, table DM1 gives us all the kind of hard data behind dermatology. Again, we talked about the the mean number of contiguous ranks, 8.9 versus 4.2. Mean number of distinct specialties was 2.2 versus 2.3. Now here's the big one. Step scores. Mean USMLE step one score, 249 for those that matched, 239 who didn't match. Mean step two scores, 257, 246 for those who didn't match. You need a very, very strong step one score and a strong step two score. Sometimes step two score isn't really that useful, but the step one score is huge here. 249. Mean number of research experiences, 4.7 for those who matched, 3.8 for those who didn't. Mean number of abstracts, presentations, and publications, 11.7. You need to get out there. You need to do your research. Those students who were AOA, Alpha Omega Alpha, 52.8% of those who matched were in AOA, meaning they were very successful in their medical school classes uh, early on, their, their preclinical, their, their classroom work, um, the academic side of things before clinic starts. 52.8% those who matched, only 25.8% for those who did not match. Now, chart DM2, again, this is from Charting the Outcomes 2016. I, it, it's hard to explain, but you have to look at it. And this shows those who matched versus those who did not for, with the number of contiguous ranks. And you can just clearly see those who did not rank a lot of programs did not match it just and then as soon as you get past that eight mark it goes down and after eight only four uh six people didn't match so you have to rank a lot of programs you have to be competitive enough to get interviews and rank a lot of programs all right so that's the main data again from nrmp with some of my kind of dialogue in there as well again go to nrmp Google NRMP match data. You can find all of the information that we just covered in their reports on their website. So let's look at the Medscape lifestyle report and Medscape physician compensation report. Let's start with lifestyle report first. And we'll talk about the lifestyle 
of a dermatologist. So one of the first slides here is which physicians are most burnt out? Unsurprisingly, dermatology is near the bottom at 46%, the lowest psychiatry at 42%. I guess they've learned all the tricks to, uh, <laughs> to help themselves. For the next slide, how severe is your burnout? Dermatology is kind of near the top, around 4.3. Highest is 4.6 with urology. It's a weird scale, 1 to 7, um, but go check it out, Medscape Lifestyle Report for 2017. Slide 18 says, which physicians are the happiest? Dermatology is number three on the list. 43% are happy at work. 74% are happy at home. And that's it for the lifestyle report. Again, that's Medscape lifestyle report. Let's go to the fun stuff, the compensation report for 2017. Again, this is Medscape. Highest salary, just to give you a, a reference here, is orthopedics at $489,000 a year. Pretty good. Dermatology is number eight on the list, roughly, at 386000 Not too shabby. Now again, just to give you an idea of why that is, so orthopedics, plastic surgery, cardiology, urology, otolaryngology, radiology, gastroenterology, and dermatology. Those are the top eight, I think, if I can count. Um, a lot of those, all of those, are procedure-based specialties. Doing surgeries, doing cardiac caths. Radiology has interventional. It doesn't really differentiate there if it's interventional or not. So a, the way our healthcare system is set up, those who perform procedures and do surgeries are compensated with more money. If that's not your thing, that's okay. You still make a good living as a physician. The lowest on this list was pediatrics at $202,000. You can do a lot of damage in this world at $202,000. Dermatology pay, according to this survey on slide five, only went up 1%, so not a ton. One of my favorite charts, which physicians feel fairly compensated, dermatology is second highest at 65%. So if you want to be a dermatologist, you're getting paid, what did we say, 389, 369, whatever it was, you feel fairly compensated, which is good. It's a lot of money. Looking at slide 38, again from the Medscape Physician Compensation Report for 2017, those who would choose medicine again. Dermatology up there at 80%, the highest is 83%. So dermatologists are happy. They like being a doctor. They would choose it again. Who would choose the same specialty? Guess who's number one? Dermatology. They love their jobs. So if, if you want to be a dermatologist, it might be good for you to check out dermatology. That is all of the information that I have for you today. I want to put out a call. I want you to email me, ryan at medicalschoolhq.net. I'm looking for an intern. We'll, we'll call it an intern. Uh, somebody who is savvy with social media, looking at Instagram, looking at Twitter, searching around Facebook and websites, and helping me go out and find physicians to interview here on this podcast. 
I have some lined up for the next couple weeks, hopefully, uh, as long as they come through. Um, but beyond that, finding guests for this podcast has been one of the hardest struggles for me as a podcaster. Now, with this, with this being my fourth podcast and more on the way. So if you are savvy on Instagram and Twitter and anywhere else, and you would love to help me, then I would love to have you. Um, we can turn it into an extracurricular for you. We'll figure out a way to, to make it worth your time and um, help this show succeed for every medical student, for every pre-med student, even for residents out there as they are internal medicine residents, general surgery residents looking at different fellowships. So I would love your help. Shoot me an email, ryan at medicalschoolhq.net. In the subject, put specialty stories intern as the subject, and then I'll know to look at those and get back to you as soon as I can. Thank you for being here, hanging out with me on this episode, just me. I hope you join us next week here at Specialty Stories. And again, if you're a medical student, if you are a resident, go tell your pre-med friends about all of the podcasts that we have to offer at mededmedia.com.